Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Two Gals in a Glass Half Full. We are Dr. Jess and Dr. Bobby, two physical therapists just trying to live healthy most of the time and seeing our glasses as half full. Some days that is much harder than others. So we like to interview others more knowledgeable than us on topics so we can learn more. And this month we are talking about relationships. And so I'm super excited about this uh, first one. But Dr. Jess, what do we have in your glass today? So in my glass, I have water. I've been really terrible about drinking water this whole week almost. It's like, it's, it's awful. So today I've, I made a pact with myself. I'm going to finish this before lunch and, um, it's now the end of the day and I, and I actually still have this much left because I'm supposed <laughs> to have two of these done, but that's okay. Cause I have had not no water. I have had some, so uh, that's, that's where we are today. <laughs> so, Dr. Bobby, what's in your glass? I have my one a day diet Coke. So yep. savoring, savoring the one can. <laughs> I'll take it. And today we have uh, Jackie with us. And um, first I'm going to let Jackie do a little bit of an introduction of her background and training and all that fun stuff. Um, But first, Jackie, what's in your glass? I have water as well. It's (laughs) condensating on the glass, but yeah, (laughs) I have water. I'm also trying to be more mindful and drinking more water throughout my day. So that's what's in my glass tonight. Yeah. I like it. And so Jackie, tell us a little bit about, you know, your background and what you do. Um, Cause this, I think it's super interesting. Yeah. So hi guys. My name is Jackie Ivy. I am a something in Florida. It's called a registered mental health counselor intern. Um, and essentially what that means is I'm getting licensed to be a um, therapist. So I currently, I guess to give a little bit about like my educational background, um, I went to Penn State for my undergrad degree and I graduated um, with a degree in rehabilitation and human services. And then I minored in special education. And then I took a year off from school and I worked and then I went back to school. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to grad school at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore and I got my master's of science in clinical mental health counseling. Um, I didn't stay in Baltimore for long after graduation. I relocated to Jacksonville Beach, Florida, which is where I currently live. And then I am now working at Sofros Recovery, um, which primarily treats addiction. So I'm an addiction specialist and primary therapist there. Um, but we also, you know, kind of treat dual diagnoses. So like anxiety, depression, um, those types of things. And my role within that, um, space is I'm an individual therapist and I'm also a group therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm responsible for several groups a week. Um, and actually one of them being relationships and communication. So I love this topic so much. And I'm so passionate about, you know, learning more myself and then also providing other people with just more information about, you know, relationships, relationship barriers, love languages, um, communication styles, how to communicate and all that kind of good stuff. So that's a little bit um, of my background and kind of my past and where I am now. Yeah. I love that. 
Yeah, you're kind of the perfect person to kick, kick off our uh, month of relationships. Yes. Uh, <laughs> which is why we're like, hey, like, would you come on and talk with us? Uh, so when we're, when we're talking this episode, our, our biggest question with this episode is understanding more about love languages. It's something that I didn't honestly appreciate as much as I probably could have when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And it's helped it. It's really helped me not only understand just communication within my marriage, but also like other people that have a different love, love language than me that are like friends and family that I always, I ha- I had a tendency to perceive something as maybe not um, like, I, I didn't understand it. And I, and I might've put a little judgment onto that. Might've, mm-hmm. I did put judgment onto that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to own it. I did and have um, more than once. Uh, and the more that I started to understand that, the more that it helped me understand other people and 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 that has been healthier so i think hopefully we can share some of this knowledge with others and they can use it to to maybe learn about themselves and other people in their lives um, definitely yeah. yeah so do you want me to jump right in or do yeah you- yeah so, so tell that. us a little bit about what are love languages yeah yeah that was going to be my first kind of point of going in the direction of the conversation. So what are love languages? So there are five love languages um, out there. So it's physical touch, acts of service, words of affirmation, gifts, and quality time. Mm -hmm. So those are the five different like categories as you will. So people are like, how do I know what mine are? Well, luckily, you know, there are tons of assessments that you can take online. It's like questions. And then you, you know, you get percentages of like, you know, where you are in each love language. So I know mine personally, um, is words of affirmation Mm -hmm. I've that for a while. Like I'm a words person. I like to feel like, you know, getting the, I love you's and I miss you's and you look nice today. And, oh, that looks good. And like, you know, I'm definitely a words person. Um, I, my lowest I think is gifts. And so I think me having that awareness, I was like, okay, that totally makes sense to me. Cause I also give love and words, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I will sometimes, so I'm sorry, let me backtrack. So yeah. when you know what your love language is, right. It's how we give and receive love from to and from people. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate love language because language to me means like communication and communication means like how we're giving and how we're presenting and how we're kind of showing or demonstrating or, or, you know, communicating something, right? So it's how we're communicating a care for a love toward an appreciation for um, somebody that we're in a relationship with. And this, and this goes beyond, you know, intimate romantic relationships, these are friendships, family members, um, coworkers even. So Anyway, so once you know what your love language is, you have a better understanding of like, okay, this is how I receive and give love, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's important, like I know in my personal, like I'm just gonna use my intimate relationships, like I'm always like, so do you know what your love language is? And sometimes people know and sometimes people don't. But I think that allows for an understanding of like, okay, say mine's words and say my partner's is like physical touch. Mm -hmm. And if they, you know, kind of hold my hands a lot or show me a lot of public display of affection or sit close to me on the couch, like that's them showing me love, but Mm -hmm. I may not be aware of that. And so I'm not necessarily receiving that as being like, oh, this is them showing that they love me. Right. Or that they care for Mm -hmm. me. This is just something that they're doing. 
right? Mm-hmm. Whereas if I had the awareness as to, oh, there's this physical touch, right? Then I would understand that, okay, this is how they're demonstrating and communicating to me how they feel. Right. Whereas, right. whereas having that awareness too, is like, I can be more mindful in that. Like they probably would like to receive physical touch and they probably receive physical touch in the way of, you know, whatever that may mean to them. So, and that's low on, that's lower, I think on my scale. So I'm, I would have to really increase my mindfulness and be like, okay, like I know that there's this physical touch. So it's taking the extra step and, and kind of putting in more effort in regards to making sure that you're showing them some type of physical affection. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas for them to be aware of words for me, um, they know that, you know, either complimenting me or telling me something will probably show to me that they love me or that they care for me or whatever it may be. So it also allows like for your individual needs to be met within the relationship, which Mm -hmm. I think is a really important thing. Like what are your needs within a, within a relationship outside of the love languages too. But I think within them, that helps you and your, you know, with it, people within your interpersonal relationships to meet, to meet that. Mm -hmm. So for those that may have like never heard of love languages before, could you tell us a little bit like what is acts of service versus quality time versus like, what are the differences between those? Yeah. So acts of service is like doing little like chores, if you will. Like I'm going to probably just give a couple examples of each one. Yeah. Be like unloading the dishwasher or like cleaning your car or, you know, picking up the groceries or tidying up around the house without asking. So like, that's like an act of service. Quality time is like, you really just spending time you and that other person. Um, gifts is like buying gifts, right? So like, it can be little things. It doesn't necessarily have to be like big, you know, extravagant gifts. It could be like buying you. And I think some of them kind of do overlap, right? Like say somebody goes to the store and brings back a bouquet of flowers or something, you know, that's kind of a mixture between like a gift and an act of service, if you will. So mm-hmm. some of them might kind of intertwine, but, um, gifts is pretty much, um, you know, giving somebody some type of, of item or, you know, it can be little, big, small, whatever it might be. Um, what am I missing? Uh, Physical touch Touch. and words of affirmation. Yeah. So physical touch is, um, you know, usually like hold, I gave a couple of examples, but like holding hands, sitting closely together, um, you know, physical intimacy, like in the bedroom, if you will, Mm -hmm. Um, things of that nature. It can also be just like hugging, um, you know, putting your hand on somebody like this, um, kind of going that extra step of, actually having a physical touch with somebody and then words of affirmation is you know things that you say through your words so say you're dating somebody or say it's like a a family member who lives far away right like really having the words of like you know I've been thinking about you and I miss you and you know I've really been wondering how you're doing like those are just a few examples of um of words or like hey I saw this thing today and thought about you um just wanted to say hi and that I miss you or something like that so that would be those would be kind of my personal examples of it yeah Um, but some of them do intertwine and interlap and usually ones that 
are pretty similar, you might score like closer to those in regards to like percentages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that uh, it's not, sometimes it seems like, oh, it's just going to be like, I have one love language is what, you know, when you first start to hear about it. And it's like, not really like every, there's, I mean, like who doesn't at some point in time, like everybody wants to like have somebody say something nice about them and right. or do like a nice thing for them or, you know, like, so they're right. all positive. They're all, it's just how, at what point do you rate that positivity mm-hmm. and then right. with the understanding of that individual and with their intention behind it um, or your intention behind it, whatever that might be. Um, I think that was one of my bigger realizations when I started like learning about it more. Cause I was thinking of like, I was thinking of like one or the other yeah, know, or that yeah. instead of like, across the board how does that all balance out with how you relate with somebody else you know and the assessments that I have given people or I've taken myself they rank it on like a percentage and I think that's really Mm -hmm. important to think of it and not so like not like all or nothing but it's like okay I'm either this one or I'm that one I think a lot of times we go to very like binary places of like this or that Mm -hmm. and I like everything, not everything, but a lot of things are like a spectrum. So it's going to be like a different percentage or a different, like, even though I know mine, my top one, like the, I scored, I think like 60% or 62% of words of affirmation, right? Like the one right below that for me, it was quality time. And it was like, still, you know, like in the twenties or something like it was still a percentage, like that still mattered to me to a degree. Mm -hmm. It just was a little bit, I think 60 might've been high, but it was just a little bit lower than the others. And then it kind of trickles down in regards to percentages. So of course, like, I think everybody values all five things within the love language. I think it's just which one is really significant for you and like how that plays out within your relationship and also how you show up within the relationship as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know when I've taken, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, when I know when I've taken the test, I have three that are like almost kind of similar and then two that are, you know, m- much lower, significantly lower, but it's hard. Like those three are very, very similar. It's like, you're talking a few percentages difference. And so they really can overlap a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And some people it's like out of the park, out of the water, like one is significantly higher Mm -hmm. for other people. It's going to be a little bit of, you know, maybe a little mixture of everything. So everybody is individual and unique and different. And so that's why I think it's important to, you know, be aware of kind of where you are on that, on that spectrum, if you will. And also in turn, like where others within your life, um, whether that be like romantic or not, where they stand as well mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I think that this plays out for me where I started becoming sensitive to it outside of like a you know a relationship with a significant other but more of that like you know just friends and family is I would always get really stressed out before Christmas with this like obligatory gift buying because yeah. I'm not a like like gifts are like low on my love language really low like lowest yeah uh, I'm much more acts of service words of affirmation um you know that's you know and quality time I'm kind of like Bobby I've got three that are just really really close mm-hmm. um and then it just like drops real <laughs> like that 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 buying gifts drops real low so yeah. for me to go to the store and buy an obligatory gift I consider obligatory yep 
that's my consideration of obligatory. It's, um, it, it was just like, I was feeling like this isn't really in, it, the intention behind this isn't there. And that, you know, that's not really what I want. And so it, I started to try and better understand who I was working with. And then if I've got somebody in my family that is also low on gift giving, which is why when I do my best to buy something, it ends up just like never being used. And I'm like, then what are we doing here? Then it's like, what, what if we all just come together and say like, let's, let's say that we're going to like carve out time that we're going to spend to the, together around the holidays. Does that work for you? Yeah. That works for me. Mm-hmm. Great. Now yeah. all of a sudden all this obligation, we started to shed the obligation. We started really working on those interpersonal relationships with like very specific family members of like, this is like, for us, we really want to make sure that like time is big and we want that time if that works well for you. But if, if gift giving really is your thing, we don't want to be disrespectful of that either, you know, and having those conversations and it's like, oh my gosh, the holidays are so much more fun now. Yeah. <laughs> I also feel like for me, as I've gotten older, I've really found ways to wrap like my words into my gifts. Like that may sound weird, but I've, I've always been one to try to do something like super thoughtful behind my gifts. And, um, I, in, um, a previous long distance relationship, um, my gift to him for the holidays was open when letters and I created 12 of them and it would be like open when, you know, you miss me or when you're hungry. And in each one, I wrote a letter Mm -hmm. and I included like something small, like, I don't know, like a Chick-fil-A gift card or a Southwest gift card Mm -hmm. or something small like that, or like open when you're feeling stressed. And it was like a face mask or chapstick or something like that. So I really found a way to kind of incorporate both, which I thought was really cool. Um, and that was actually a really fun process. Like I was so excited to give that gift. I was like itching Christmas and I was like, oh my gosh, I just want him to open it so bad. And it was honestly, hands down, like probably my most proud, well-received gift I've probably ever given. Now my mom, her like top love language, hi mom, if you're watching this ever, um, (laughs) is gifts. And so she's always been really, really mindful around the holidays of like making sure she gets gifts, like for everyone, you know, like even people that would deliver our mail or our neighbors that we barely Mm -hmm. knew. And she always like really went all out in terms of like giving gifts. And she does that, you know, throughout the year, like she'll send me a little like Starbucks gift card or just send me something small. And I know, like, I know that for her is like, okay, her showing her love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think sometimes like gifts of just like, I don't, I don't want to say like a materialistic thing, but I've never really, that really hasn't really resonated for me personally. So sometimes I'd be like, yeah, this is cool. And like, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And I think if the gift maybe I don't, I don't know how to explain that. Like when you know that there's a little bit something like deeper there, I think for me, who somebody is such like a words person, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, like that was really meaningful. Where, but it's to my mom, right? Like giving that Starbucks gift card, what is meaningful, yes. right? Yes. It's, just, yes. it's just the way that we're receiving it. Right. Um, so I'm glad that you brought that up, especially around the holidays and how, you know, it's going to look and be different for different family members, different people and being able to come together and recognize like we can do both, right? Like we mm-hmm. can create space and time for people that 
really value the quality time and the, and the words and do that. And then for people who are more gifts and that mm-hmm. kind of thing, like we can also create space and time for the, for both right. things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah, knowing the love languages. So my mom is a gift person too. And I know my mom will listen to this. So, <laughs> um, and it's just not mine as much. I love giving them, but like receiving them is not quite as, as some other things, but to me, it really helped me even less like when people give compliments to like not turn them down, mm-hmm. you know, or like to really be like, thank you. Like just to like understand that they're trying to show their appreciation, their love. And if you're like, Oh, like, no, I don't think so. Or I didn't need that. Like you're almost like turning, you know, like turning their love away. So yeah. understanding that really helped me be able to receive stuff better and to show my thankfulness in receiving that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that that's a really good point too. And sometimes when we, I don't want to say like shy away from, but I, I think my mind's going to like physical touch now. Sorry. It's like going all over the place, mm-hmm. but if somebody's a physical touch person and trying to like hold your hand and just say like you're unintentionally like on your phone or just not paying attention and you kind of like brush your hand away or do something small like that, like that might feel really hurtful to that person and be like, wow, like, okay, you kind of just dismissed my love that I was trying to show you or Mm -hmm. something like that. And we're kind of doing that unintentionally, right? Like, so we do so much on autopilot. And I think this is where I want to like wrap in the facet of like mindfulness and being really aware of, of, of how we're presenting and like what we're doing within our relationships, what we're saying, how we're saying it, what's our body language, um, you know, and do we have an awareness to, to that and the impact that that really does have. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's a really beautiful example of how, yeah, like unintentionally we can do things that might hurt or not feel good for other people. And so I think raising the awareness around that is super important. Uh, I definitely Yeah. Yeah. Another big area is like when people try to help to, you know, access service, like they want to help you and you're like, Oh no, I got it. I can do it. I, you know, I don't need help. I got it. You know? And it's just us trying to not inconvenience them and not, you know, put anything on them. But I think it's also important to realize like maybe that's what they really want to do. And maybe they really want to be there to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think better understanding. I've, I try and I, it's like, you gotta be careful, like who you put your trust into. Right. So it's like, I, it's like, I always try and read that audience and try and get at least because not all of the people in your life, like some of your friends that aren't like super close, you might not be able to say, what's your love language? So that I better kind of how to communicate with you. They're going to be like, you're so weird. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> like, like, yeah, hmm, I could probably have said that a different way. So I've tried to like, just like over time, just kind of see what they receive versus what they give and just kind of, and I know it is kind of making an assumption, but it helps me be more sensitive to not turning that away. Mm-hmm. I guess if that's, a, you know, like that, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe it's as, like, Hey, how can I help you or whatever that might be? Yeah. But that really might be like meaningful versus like obligatory. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like, if I look really busy and somebody that doesn't really want to help says, Hey, I'd like to help. I'm like, oh, well, you could do this. And then they give you that look of like, oh, they, she actually took me up on it. Then, <laughs> yeah. Now I, I have a learning process that's happened. So now I've learned, oh, don't, don't do that. Right. 
So, and I've had a tendency in the past where like, I'll learn it. I'll learn it quick. Don't worry. I've learned. Okay. So just don't receive help because it, it wasn't well received. Like that didn't go well. And then it's like, well, okay. So I need to be better about in like mindfulness being what's my intention in the moment. Who am I working with? This might not be a repeated event, uh, you know, and just like all of those like lines of thought that start going to like try and be present with whomever I'm speaking with uh, and try and receive when I, when I can. And if yeah. not, if it is just like a comment, <laughs> then say, oh, you're good. Don't worry about it. And, you know, keep on going. Yeah. I was going to say like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty assertive and like my communication and like, you know, newly beginning to like date again and whatever that means date, meaning like, I mean, I'm single now, but you know, date, even just like find new friends, you know, like I kind of have this like very wide, like definition of like, what is dating, right? Like meeting new friends, meeting new people, um, Mm -hmm. you know, building relationships for people. Like, I think it's just interesting to sometimes be like, so like, have you ever heard of love languages? Like, what are your thoughts on it? But these are types of questions that I kind of just ask out front because I'm (laughs) kind of assertive in that way. And I'm like, well, they're either going to think I'm wacky and be like all right I'm never hanging out with her again or they're gonna be like no what is that and then it kind of like it's a cool conversation starter and I think Mm -hmm. we oftentimes do make assumptions on things right and that can be very unintentional as well but I think for there to be like a clear understanding of like you know and maybe people don't even are aware of what a love language is or what they are right Mm -hmm. and so that's opportunity to really like share and to teach and to learn and like you know, just kind of explore that with, within dating or within current relationships or with friends or whatever it might be. So I think that being in that exploration, curiosity, you know, phase is really fun and can really actually be a good conversation starter. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, if we, if we, if we kind of ask like, and I think too, though, if, if that may feel a bit intimidating for people to just kind of outright be like okay so have you ever heard of love languages you know it can be like okay well what can I do to support you today you know and if they Mm -hmm. say like um do you want to come over and just like hang out on the couch like okay like that may be a quality time like buzzer Mm -hmm. or you know do you want to um like I don't know go pick up trash at the beach this weekend or something like that. Like that may be like a more active service thing. So I definitely mm-hmm. feel like you can get feelers. Right. Um, but I, but again, I think since some of them can overlap and be very close to one another, mm-hmm. I think it's just fun to bring it out in the open mm-hmm. and be kind of like assertive with it not aggressive being like, what's your language? Love language. <laughs> just like asking and really asking from a place of like genuinely like wanting to know. And I think that builds like comfort and safety within conversations too, when you build the space where it feels safe and comfortable to talk about it. Because right. if it kind of comes off of like, oh, well, why are you asking me that? I think a big one is like the, what's your astrological sign? <laughs> like a lot of people are like, oh, that makes sense as to why you're a, a <laughs> Gemini or something like that or right. whatever it is, you know, yeah. I think people sometimes steer away from, from those types of things. Cause they're like, Oh, that's going to form like some type of like judgment, or that's going to form some type of like assumption or mm-hmm. how I operate or something like that. But this is a little bit more, um, like light and fun. And it's just like a way to understand one another better. Right. Yeah. 
Um, and I think it is, for me, it's been very helpful to, to not only apply it, you know, to apply it outside of, um, of relationships. It, it really makes a difference, a big difference and, and friendships and, and family relationships as well. Um, yeah, it's one of the things that like, oftentimes, like, I feel like my family, like we've known them for so long, but when somebody new comes in that it's like, all of a sudden, if that person is a little bit different than our normative of what, you know, the people that have been, you know, like someone marries in or something like that, it's, it's like, how do I best receive this person? And I've gotten better at that. Um, And not that I don't feel like, you know, horrible or anything like that, but just like really like, how do we receive somebody into the family and how do we receive that and make sure that they're as comfortable as possible um, and in a safe place so that it's not this like judgmental, like kind of, you know, whatever that might mean. Um, So that's all part of holiday preparation. (laughs) 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 But I mean, it could be, it's not just holidays. It's, it's, it's any time of the year where, um, Mm -hmm. where this is, is a conversation, but we really wanted to put this during the holiday season. So that way it's um, up in front in center, hopefully uh, having listened to it recently to help with some sensitivity um, with moving forward. Yeah. Um, so Jackie, we really very much appreciate you coming on and talking to us about love languages and kicking off our relationship month here in November. So um, everybody else that's listening, please uh, follow us on uh, the podcast is on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So if you subscribe, then you'll get the updated releases each time. So you'll never miss an episode, which is great. (laughs) And uh, we're also on social media. So we try and uh, make sure we've got content that's out there that's relevant and in line with what we're talking about that month. Uh, We do have a closed community that's on Facebook. And that one, it's where we can you know, just have a, a little bit more control, making sure that it's, it's nice and positive. Um, we can kick people out if anybody's negative, which we haven't had to do, which is great. Um, but we will if we have to. Um, and then our membership is now live. And so you can find out more on our website. Now all the information will be linked below. So, all right, everybody, we look forward to next week and learning a little bit more about relationships.